cliffcentral.com Eh dumelamba hezu ena kena go ya sipping tea honwati lengwa neno a ke mo gatanga holo ba ke tsumi mo raki eh monana re abua re bua ntshotsohle ha ho monwana o re sa o nyekeng ha ho matrasi o re sa o petroling ha ho stupu se re sa se politching a e ka neng ditabatsa le nane o dithulana le maikutlo a hao e ka nete ke taba o re o nyolosa gohlo o ye ka mane ka dipuding o dula o geletsa tsi le tla lo hahle o lukise monahano mo re a bua re bua puo pha tumi ha ba shwe Tuesday morning at 11 o'clock, I'm Mabale Moloy flying solo today because my uh, usual uh, partner in crime, Dumimurake, is off on other work-related issues, filming all sorts of things. I can't ex- actually be specific about where Dumi is because I'm, I might not know myself, which doesn't really, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't speak very well of the relationship that I have with my co-host, but Dumi will be back with us next week. Uh, but you know, as is normally the case when she's not here, uh, we like to have guests join us on the show to help, you know, to help keep up with the conversation that we have going. And let me tell you something. I am so excited to have, uh, my guest joining me today because, um, and I hope I don't freak her out at this point in time, but <laughs> I secretly stalk your Twitter timeline every, <laughs> every chance that I get because you know, for for you, you encompass a whole variety of things. When I when I follow your mm-hmm. tweets, I mean, you've got inspirational tweets, um, you've got entertaining tweets that make us laugh. You've definitely got those tweets that like send shock waves <laughs> throughout the timeline where people just can't believe the things that you're saying. But then, you know, you're also, I find to be uh, one of those women who I imagine a lot of the younger women look up to because, you know, you're so resolute in your independence and your success and your, your confidence. And so I'm very happy to have Farah Fortune joining me this off, uh, this morning. Thank you so much for joining me, Farah. Thank you for having me. And I understand that you're a little bit under the weather today. Are you feeling a little bit yeah, sick? Yeah, my daughter's a little bit sick, so she's she passed it on to me last night while laying in my bed, and I chased her to her bed so I wouldn't get sick, and that's my karma for chasing my child to her own room. <laughs> so yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, nonetheless. Uh, very excited to have you joining me, as I said, and I'd like to get through a whole, you know, variety of different to- uh, talking sure. points. Um, I sent Farah an email on Sunday afternoon after um, she, you know, again, just entertained us with a lot of the, uh, I don't even know what to call this. Is this a Twitter series that you do? No. Not every okay. Sunday, but some Sundays. Let me tell you, let me, I have limited time in my life yeah. in terms of everything. I have a daughter, I run a business, I have staff, I have an office here in Nigeria, I travel a lot. Sundays... By hook or crook, whatever it is, I don't do anything. Yeah. I try and have a little bit of a normal life. So it's the one day I get to spend time with my daughter. So the days that I don't, I'm not really tweeting are the days that my daughter is actually at home when yeah. she's not with her dad or, you know, I have time or she just doesn't want to spend the time with me. So it's like, okay, <laughs> fine. I'll read a book or I'll tweet. Um, so Sundays are usually the day I have the most time to be honest. And, and that's really when I'm on Twitter. But I think, um, it's, it's, it's something I try and do all the time and it's not for a reaction or anything else. You know, it's, it's a lot of the tweets are things that are happening around us that we just don't want to talk about. Yeah. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And, and I think that's also, um, our biggest problem. You know, we, we, we talk about these things in, in, um, 
with our friends or in very close groups and because we don't talk about it openly people don't people tend to think that oh you know it does it it doesn't happen to you or it doesn't affect me or you know these are this is how we create conversations and this is also you know especially the topic that was on sunday it was a if if you the the biggest problem i did the, the biggest mistake i did on sunday was I, I because it was i was tweeting and i did separate tweets and i only started the thread halfway through and i realized that and because of that everybody picked up the thread and not the beginning of why i was tweeting about it right and i think that was my biggest mistake and and i think it caused so much confusion amongst people about why i was firstly i was getting cheated on and therefore i was taking my heart out on 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 twitter apparently of, of course that, of is, course, that because, is always yeah, the case yeah um, a woman scorned of course a woman scorned yeah you have to you know people people want you to be you know it's that thing on twitter people just want you to be the one that's getting hurt kind of thing and and my thing is also you know i'm i'm not very public about my own life so regardless of what's going on whether i'm married or pregnant or whatever you'd never know until it actually happened or it was six months down the line or i actually had the baby yeah you know i'm just that kind of person but there are things as women we just don't talk about we think a lot of women are so ashamed when they get cheated on why are you ashamed you didn't cheat you yeah. didn't do anything. You didn't do It's not wrong. your problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's that's really. Um, I I was at a party on Saturday night, and I just seen so many things, <laughs> and I think that's really what inspired the 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 whole thread of the cheating because I was just like, listen, guys, if you're gonna cheat on us, just have some goddamn freaking respect. Yeah, and don't do it in front of our friends. Well, I think it's also the the way in which you drop your tweets, the <clears throat> nature in which you you know you let the conversation flow. It's almost as if a lot of us aren't ready aren't ready to hear it being said like that. Yes. And then, and then there's also the double standard of, but I can't believe that a woman, woman would is want saying, to cheat or do this yeah, or, or say that. Or I can't believe that a woman yes. is saying this, you know, like, because some people took issue with the fact that it seemed as though you were giving out tips. Yes. Of how. And men so that's what I'm saying. I think that was my biggest mistake, not starting the thread from the beginning. Because, my, you know, when I started um, talking about it, it was really my first tweet was if you're going to be shady ass fuckers and tweet on <laughs> and, and cheat on us, at least fucking do it respectfully. <laughs> that was my point. Yeah. Um, and, and I really didn't. You know, I just wanted to just say to guys, you know what? We're not going to stop you cheating. If you want to cheat, firstly, don't get it wrong. Not all men cheat. There are, there are men out there who don't cheat. Mm. There are women out there who don't cheat. It's, it's not, it's, it's not, I'm, it's not the norm for everybody to cheat. You know, people don't cheat. But for the guys who do cheat on women, at least have some respect by trying to at least hide it. If you really have to cheat, if you really want to cheat on us and you can't just leave, at least have some respect. Don't go out with the girl to the same places that we go to and my friends are seeing you. That's disrespectful to me that you don't actually care whether I know you're cheating or not. And that's why I say I think a lot of what happened on Sunday was really because people didn't see the tweets on where I was coming from and just saying, listen guys, don't be disrespectful. Yeah. If you really want to do this and therefore I was giving them tweets on how to be some, at least show some Damn respect. <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say that there's definitely been a major shift in the way that relationships um, exist between, you know, heterosexual men and women today yes. versus back when, you know, our grandmothers or yes. our, grand, uh, our great grandmothers were, uh -huh. uh, you know, when they were involved with their partners. I remember a guy once saying that, you know, the, the reason why marriages back then 
uh, were, were resilient and were successful is because the women accepted that, you know, infidelity is part, uh, yes, is part of the plan. Yeah. And so they say that the, the issue with us modern day women is that we refuse to accept that infidelity is part of that plan. Do you think that infidelity is part of the existence between heterosexual men and women when involved in a relationship? Is that something that we all need to just say, okay, well, this is what happens? I think it's really a choice. If you are the person that doesn't want in a heterosexual or whether it's in a homosexual, it really doesn't matter. If you want to cheat, you're going to cheat. End of story. Um, it's you as a person, how you feel. If you don't want to be in the relationship, have some respect for the person that you thought you loved and at least you know, walk away from that relationship and jump into whatever else you're busy with. But don't do it because you're trying to make yourself feel better or thinking that you're, you know, you're the one, you're, you're, you're it because you've got two people, you know, hanging on the side. It's, it, it's, it's not a nice thing for anybody. And, and people also forget about karma. Karma is a real thing. And whether it finds you now or once you get married, it will find you. Yeah. Um, and that's what you always have to remember. Whatever you do, good or bad, will come back to you. Um, and I think a lot of people do forget this. Um, so I don't, I don't, no, you know, I can't honestly answer the question about whether it's natural or not to cheat. I, my personal opinion is if you don't want to cheat, you won't cheat. Um, the difference between men and women when they cheat is men tend to cheat before sex. Women tend to cheat with feelings. So I think the reason it hits a lot of guys much harder than it hits women is because we have also unfortunately come to accept that, you know what, when my man cheats is because it's, it's, it's another woman. It's, it's basically just sex. Mm. And, and that's why a lot of women tend to forgive their men because they think, oh, it's just sex. Um, men don't tend to forgive women as easily because we don't cheat for sex. We cheat because we have feelings and emotions. And that's why it is a lot more, um, intense when a woman cheats on a man because we're actually cheating because we actually really like that person probably more than you which is why the men get a little bit more touched about the subject than women do what do you what would you say is the biggest change or the biggest difference between farah today versus farah let's say 10 years ago when you know when you were a lot maybe not as wise not as mature with regards to mm-hmm. how you know, how you handle relationships, your, your personal relationships. I think I've learned a lot in the last 10 years. 10 years ago, I was 27. Yeah. And at 27, I'd been married and I was getting divorced and I had a child. Um, and I am still really good friends with my ex-husband. We don't have a bad relationship. We have a child together. Um, you know, he cheated in the marriage and I, I knew I wasn't for him if, if you are, if he was in a marriage with me and we had just had, had a child, I wasn't the one for him. And, and I didn't feel like I should force anyone to be with me because I loved them. If you don't love me, you don't love me. And that's the thing you've got to accept about people, which is so difficult. It and, is and, difficult. And, and but I, can end, o- I can only speak as a woman, yeah. but it, you know, it's so difficult because you take that as a personal rejection yes. when you invest your all in this of person course. and then they don't return the favor. But I think and then you take it personally. You do take it personally. But I think as women, what we've got to realize is it's not us. You know, you've loved with all your heart and that, that is something that you have done unconditionally. And you know what? Look at yourself and pat yourself on the back for being able to be a person who does love because there's a lot of people in the world who don't know how to love. So so appreciate yourself for that, the fact that you can love. And you need to accept the fact that this particular person does not love you. Mm. I mean, I've been married. I've never been married again. My ex-husband's on his third wife now. And all the, the other wives in his life, you know, we've I've had great relationships with them because I don't 
care about the relationship they will have with my ex-husband. It's not my problem anymore. You know, it's not my issue to deal with. The only concern I've ever had out of any of the relationships he's had since we've been married is how do you treat our daughter and how do the people in your life treat our daughter? Yeah. As long as that's okay, I don't have a problem. I've gotten along with all his ex-wives. We're all friends. It really doesn't make a difference to me. I, I'm not, I think also because I'm just not that person about baby mama drama. Like I don't have time for that. I just think life is too short <laughs> yeah, to yeah. be trying to hang on to someone who's not trying to hang on to you. And I think that's the biggest problem is we don't accept as people, mm. we don't accept the rejection that someone gives us. And we have to understand that it's as long as you value yourself. You're not going to feel that rejection. All you're going to feel is this person doesn't love me. I need to accept it. Move on. Find someone who does. Do you think that that is a personality thing? It, it's it's because of who you are as as Farah, or do you think that it's a situation that made me that person? Thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's the situations that I've been in and the relationships I've been in that have made me who I am and made me see things differently. I mean, I've always been, you know, the one thing all my friends all my life have always said to me is, "You're such a guy." You are such, a, and what exactly do they and, mean? And by, I don't. What do and, they mean and by that? For them, for me, I always think I'm so insulted, you know. <laughs> and 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 for for them, I know where they're coming from, though, because it's that thing of, you know, like even the other day, my staff said to me, "Yeah, your annual cry." I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "But you don't cry." I'm like, "Okay, I know I don't cry. I am the kind of person who." I very much pick my battles in life. Mm-hmm. This is a very short life. There's no rewind button on it. And I need to choose the things that are worth getting upset about and the things that are worth fighting for in my life. And I, I've realized that. I mean, I've always been the kind of person to kind of just walk out of a relationship and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the reaction to, to, you know, to your tweets yeah. when, when you get going, when you, you know, when yeah. you get to spitting, to spitting your lines. Is <laughs> sometimes the reaction is people get upset. Yes. Um, they want to call you all sorts of things, you know. They want they want to accuse you of, you know, being morally incorrect. Oh yes. What I mean, take us through some of the the, the, the variety of reactions oh, that you. I mean, on Sunday, someone told me that I, me alone, am the very reason that the entire society is corrupted. So me, please, people know that me, I corrupted everything yeah. in this world. It came from me. You're clearly a dangerous person. Oh yeah, no, clearly I, I can corrupt anything. I felt so special. I didn't know I had that kind of power in life, but okay. Um, and just, you know, the thing is a lot of the reaction came from men. It wasn't from women. Mm. And I think it came from men because it was just like, oh, how can you say all men are like that? I never said all men are like that. That's why I said, if the people that are cheating, be respectful. If you take that as me talking to you, that's between you and God. That's issues you have with yourself. Yeah. You know, if you take something personally, that's why I always laugh at people who say, oh, you're getting subbed on social media, whatever. If you take something personally, then it means you have something to feel guilty about. That, that's something you need to deal with in yourself. You can't come and blame me for being morally correct and incorrect. I can name a thousand different, um, you know, examples. Kim Kardashian had a sex tape. Look where she is now. She's married, got two kids. You'll still watch the Kardashians every Sunday. No <laughs> one's complaining about that. We still talk about we them. We still talk about them. Her entire family is famous because she was naked and having sex. Yeah. So what? That's her issue to deal with in her life. Just the same thing as me when people say, oh, you shouldn't be saying this. Firstly, I pay my own data. There's no one that pays my data. I don't think anybody should be telling me what I should and shouldn't put on my social media. I am not offending anyone. If you take it personally, that's be really between you and God. That means you obviously feel guilty about something. Um, and I also feel that I'm tired of women trying to justify why 
it's okay for their men to treat them like shit. Stop it. And why they accept, accept this that treatment. Yes. You see, this, this is a very important thing that you just said because I think a lot of the time, and I need to be careful about how I say this here, but I think a lot of the time, um, in these kinds of situations, we are more comf- comfortable in, you know, be- being in the role of the victim mm-hmm. as opposed to yes. taking in ownership charge. of our half of the situation mm-hmm. and saying, but then why am I choosing to put up with a certain yes. kind of behavior? Exactly. And then I still want to cry about, about how it. I'm being treated tomorrow. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. We do need to take ownership of the way. Sometimes you've got to accept that you're not the one. Yeah. Like accept that this man is never going to change and he's never going to treat you better. Why are you holding on to something that is making you feel you think about it before you go to bed at night, you cry about it, you get up in the morning, it's heavy on your heart, you're treating everyone else like crap because you're in a bad mood, because you've now given your happiness to someone else. And you, you're saying to them, you need to make me happy. That's not fair. How can you be happy if you're giving it to someone else to control? So if that person doesn't respect that they've, that this happiness that you've given them, take it back. Mm. You shouldn't have given it in the first place. It's not theirs. To make you happy And I think that's the one thing about people that we don't Like generally men and women No one else is responsible for your happiness And you're never going to make anyone happy Unless you're happy yourself This is true And and I think that's the one thing we forget as people That you need to make yourself happy first And 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 with me as, as well You know, it was something that I learned over time And like I mentioned before A lot of my friends would say Oh, you like a guy Because I would walk out of a relationship And not get upset about it I would not cry about it I just didn't think it was worth it If this person didn't value me I definitely value myself Enough to know that I'm enough and whether I'm with someone or not, I'm still enough. Um, and that I just want women to get to that point where we feel that we are enough for ourselves and a man is coming there to add to our happiness, not make it. So, so that's really my thing. And then in contrast to some of the reaction that you're getting from the guys is the women seem oh, to yes. be, the women seem to be praising you quite a lot, the right? Wo- the women seem to be saying, yes, you know, if you're really going to do this, at least respect us. At least, at least take precaution in, in how you are cheating. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of women that do accept cheating and they're okay with it. And that's okay. You know, it's a personal choice. I'm not going to tell anyone, leave your man because he's cheating on you. You can't tell me to leave my man for whatever you know he's doing to me. Yeah. So therefore I don't want to do that to anybody. But I do want women to understand and, and I think that's what they really were trying to get at. A lot of the women were in agreement to say, listen, if you're really going to cheat on us, at least have the decency to not embarrass us. Because you know what? I'll be honest with you. When your man cheats on you, it's it regardless of the situation or how you feel, it's embarrassing. Mm, mm, it is. It is embarrassing. Yeah. And the fact that this man had no respect for you to not take you in front of his friends or his family or things like that, it's embarrassing. And when you find out, you're usually the last person, person to, to know. know. And that is never a good position exactly. to be in. So now the thing is that this was uh, I think a lot where the women were kind of backing up what I was saying just by listen either just don't cheat or at least do it respectfully if you're really going to do this to us at least have some respect for us um, and I that was really what I was trying to get at and and this was all because of a party I was at at the night before that was all <laughs> See, this, is, this is what I was going to ask you is what what motivated that that thread particularly on Sunday but then also you know a lot of your threads threads when you get into think, the dynamics of relationships yes. and how we interact with each other I mean do you just kind of start tweeting or you know, does something it's, it's, specific trigger it? I think a lot of the times um, it's things I see around me, things I see with my friends, 
um, things that, you know, have changed me as a person. Um, it's a lot of the business stuff that I tweet about is really, you know, business advice and, and inspirational stuff is really from, from things from me. Um, how I changed my life in that sense and where I got to a point where, you know, I, I learned how to control my own mind mm. and, and how, I think. Um, and that's really hard to do because it took me a really long time to get there. Um, and, and it really helped me in terms of business. But I think a lot of the things when it comes to relationships, you'll be surprised how many emails and DMs I get from women just saying, you know, my man is doing this and whatever, whatever. And the thing is, I listen. I don't necessarily offer advice because I also feel like I'm not being fair to the guy. He's not there to defend himself. Um, and as much as I want to tell you, oh, leave your man, I'm not going to be there to replace him. And I also don't want you to be crying unnecessarily. And I don't know the situation. So a lot of the time I just listen or I'll read these two tweets or I'll read the DMs or I'll read the emails and I'll tweet about it. And that's my opinion. And are you happy? Are you comfortable with being a lot of people's like stand in therapists slash psychologists? I think, because you know, it's, I've been I'm, like that for so long. I, I'm, I think I'm that person to my friends. Um, and, and you, you do learn, you learn a lot from other, from, from other women. And I've learned a lot. I mean, I have very close guy and, and girlfriends and, and growing up, I only had guy friends. Um, so, and I have three brothers, so I've learned a lot about women growing uh, up. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and how men think about them and how they treat them. I mean, I have three brothers. I mean, my eldest brother is 41. No, he's 40. Sorry. I mean, not make him older. He'll shout at me. <laughs> He's 40 and um, my youngest brother is 25. Now, I've seen them go through girlfriends and how they've treated them and whatever. And the thing is, my brothers are really respectful. Mm. Um, I mean, I grew up in a household where, you know, when, when I was laying on the couch and I was in period pain, my brothers would go and buy us pads and tampons because we really couldn't get off the couch to go to the shop. Yeah. They were that kind of people. Um, but don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean they haven't treated women like crap. I've seen I've seen that too. Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen it happen and and why they've done it. Um and I'm not justifying anything, you know. Um they've been some really they have been some really trashy men in some relationships. Mm-hmm. Um but they I mean two of my brothers are married now and Honestly, my sister-in-laws are freaking queens. Yeah. Um, they don't cook. My brothers cook every night. You know, um, they, my brothers are very involved with their kids. They, so I've also come to the conclusion that the right person for you will bring out the best in you. And, and that's one of the biggest lessons I've also had to learn in relationships. The best I've been in relationships are when the people have brought out the best in me, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily the best for me. Farah Fortune is my guest uh, this morning while Dumi Murake is out working hard for her money. Beraka Musadi. Yes, that's how it is. Sipping tea, cliffcentral.com with myself, Mabali Muloi. Now, you touched on the business aspect of things, and this is exactly what I want to get into next. You are the self-proclaimed pit bull in heels. Oh, wait, wait. No, uh, no I'm not self-proclaimed. <laughs> Let me not? tell me where that thing comes from. <laughs> I used to do PR I, I for... Thought, I thought that was no, all you. No, it's I not. Thought... Everybody thinks that, and I, I always, every opportunity I get to clear this up, I get to clear this up. Um, <laughs> Um, I did um, public relations for um, Dudu Zuma, um, Dudu Zile Zuma, mm. um, um, for her birthday party and her wedding um, and her foundation, I think it was 2009. And um, I'm very protective of my clients. So when they sit and do interviews and you ask them stupid shit, I will stop you. And I'm very pedantic about what gets put out, what doesn't get put out. And she was having this interview with this particular magazine and they'd asked her some stupid, and I was like, no, no, really, this interview is going to stop if you're going to ask such stupid things. 
And she did another interview. Um, at the time, it was a show called, it was actually Mzanzi All Access when they first started. And, um, they did this interview with her and they said to her, you know, what do you think about Farah? Blah, blah, blah. And they were profiling uh, me as well. And she said, Farah's like the put bull in heels. And everyone picked that up yeah. and it stuck with me and it's, ever since. Are you, are you okay with it? Does it bother you? Are you happy with it? I think because it's just stuck with me. It's that kind of thing. And people have, but you don't look like a pit bull. And then, then I ended up, exp- ended up having to explain it's the way I am at work and that I always wear heels. Today I have flats on just because I've hurt my knee. But that's it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I pretty much live in heels. I have short people syndrome. I'm a short woman, so <laughs> I wear heels all the time. You have to understand. I walk into board into boardrooms with these huge ass men, so at least I have to have some stature, yeah, you, know? you know. You've got <laughs> to walk in there with a purpose. Okay. Well, I want to get into all of that next. Uh, the business savvy woman, uh, the unapologetic woman, uh, the successful entrepreneur. So stay with us. Cliffcentral.com. No matter what I do, I'm no good without you and I can't get enough. Must be love on the brain. Thank you, ma'am. Rihanna, love on the brain. I love that song. I love that so much. I think it's because it has something to do with the fact that it's so it sounds so different to the stuff that I'm that I'm used to her putting out usually. You know, like Oh, hang on. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I actually really love that album. Though. No, it's a good album. And that, that song in particular is, is, is really one of my favorites. I was actually just thinking now, um, because, you know, modern, modern day men and women mm-hmm. having to adjust to coexisting now. Yeah. Where the rules have changed and you have, um, you have these, uh, these phrases and these, these words that evoke certain emotions the minute that you start using mm-hmm. them. So feminism, for example, is the new F word. Oh, it's like, yeah. like as soon as you, as soon as yeah. you drop the word feminism, people either completely shut down. Yeah. Or they make immediate assumptions about, oh mm-hmm. no, if she's a feminist, she's going to be problematic. No, I'm, I'm not be- a feminist. Hey, let's just get it straight. I'm not a feminist. I like doors are held so open for see, me. I like why. people buying me things. I like chairs yeah. being pulled. I'm not a feminist in any way. Um, but I definitely think that I, I'm very aware of my rights as a female. Yeah. Very aware of what's acceptable to me as a female. Um, I don't know if I can talk on feminist issues because I'm not that deep into it. Um, I completely understand it. Um, but I, I guess because I, I don't necessarily live that life, I, I wouldn't call myself a feminist, no. Being woke is also the very yes. trendy in thing mm. right now. So, you know, on the one side, you have the people who consider themselves as woke. And yes. then on the other side, you have the others like throwing stones at yes. them just to say, ah, no, you're being problematic because of this. Uh-huh. I mean, what is your stance on that whole being woke? <sighs> I think you need to be very aware of what's going on around you. I mean, um, as a kid growing up, my dad was always fascinated at me because even at 11 years old, my favorite programs to watch was CNN. You know, like I really wanted to watch the news all the really? time and I wanted to see what was going on in the world. And, you know, like in our house, there were certain times when the TV just wasn't on. And I would say to my dad, can I watch the news? And he's like, yes, I have no, I have no problem with you watching the news. And I think that's the thing. Um, I always felt like in my life, I would always need to know what was going on around me um, and and what affects me in my world and, and the rest of the world. Um, so I, I, I don't really like the phrase woke mm. um, 
But I think you have to be very aware. I mean, I have an 11-year-old daughter. I need to know what's going on in the world. She needs to know what's going on in the world. You know, we sit on Sunday sometimes and we read papers together. Um, whether it's Sunday World or Sunday Sun or the Sunday Times or City Press, we read the papers. I need my child to know what's going on in the world. We watch news together. Um, if that makes an 11-year-old woke, then I guess that's being woke. But it's it's more, for me, it's also, you know, asking her what her opinion is on certain things and, and why she she sees certain things. Like last night, we were having a conversation about um, a program that they had, a uh, South African uh, version of it. And I said to her, and she says, I don't like it because I don't know any of the people. I said, maybe you need to get to know your industry a little bit better. I said, because that industry feeds us. So I suggest you start knowing who your local people are. <laughs> um, you know, and for me, that was like, you you need to know what's going on around you. Um, I think a lot of people who use the word woke... Um, I don't even know if they know what it means, really. You know, you know? yesterday, I actually, I, I, I genuinely wanted to ask the question, and I was, I was going to start my tweet that way. I was going to start yeah. with genuine question, but what, what were people calling themselves as before we all caught uh, caught on to the phrase woke? And then I ended up not posting that tweet because of the fear of being dragged. I don't <laughs> think anybody was ever. There wasn't maybe a word for woke no, there was, before, but yeah. maybe other people would call them radicals. You is know, that, is that what it was? I guess because you know, there, there was a time in 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 our society also when when we couldn't speak or, or yeah. there wasn't a social media where yes. you could kind of get your voice out. So the minute you were the one person saying that thing, you were a radical. But you the minute the social media was around and yes. there were hundreds of thousands of people saying it, then it was being woke. Um, so I think it's just you know, it just depends on the time of the time you were alive the or the time you living years, in. the yeah. time that you're living in. Do you? think that people find you intimidating do you think people are afraid to approach you whether it be in a business sense or you know if it's a, a gentleman you know any <laughs> other any other time i would say to you no but the reason i want to say to you yes because on friday night we had a bride in my house for a friend's birthday and somebody who i've known for a long time i actually you know done some work with her husband and and i mean i've known her a really long time and she actually was saying to someone you know when i first met Farah, i was so scared of her and i just looked and i was so shocked and i was like wow okay um i don't know people i think i just have that resting bitch face like i just look like i'm angry all the time see unless i, I really have this big smile i don't i mean i you don't you don't i mean you don't strike me as somebody who has a resting bitch face but what you what you what you do strike me as is somebody who is so i i think that a lot of people know that they can't bs with you because yeah, you're not going to stand you're for. not going to stand for it mm-hmm. and i think people immediately pick that up but i think it's also because you are so sure in who you are you know you can genuinely enter into any situation and be assert assertive you are resolute you know you you know what you're talking about in the yeah. business sense so you walk in there with all the confidence in the world and i think for somebody who doesn't have those qualities you know they kind of look at you and they think oh my goodness i mean this person is so big and scary yeah. and like so I, I, commanding i don't you know what i'm you're very right i i i think i've 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 all, I've worked hard enough um in the last 8 years building my business to um to have that thing where it's just you won't take anyone's shit anymore. Build, building a business is really hard. Mm. And um you do get to a point where you just realize okay, I can't trust everybody. I've got to do this by myself. I can't rely on people and it does harden you a little bit. I can't lie. Um I'm I'm very particular about how I like things. Very particular how th- how things have to be in my life. Um 
for my own sanity and for the way I process things in my head, in my business or whatever. Uh, and my staff know me. They also know like I'm full of shit. So they know when to come to me with something or when they handle something themselves because I will literally say, but guys, like you've been here long enough to handle this shit. So that's the thing. You know, I'm, I'm very straightforward. I don't see the point of beating around the bush about everything, but I'm not a mean person. Mm. Um, I, if you, I will never, you will never find me on social media going after someone. If you have said something to me and it's directed at me, then I will address you. But if you're subbing me or whatever, I won't because I don't catch feelings about stuff like that. Um, but if you, you, everything that has come, it's always something coming at me, but I will never go and start bitching at you and saying, oh, you're this or you're this. If I'm that kind of person, if I have a problem with you, I'm not scared of facing you and saying, listen, what's the problem? What is your actual issue with me? Mm. And half the time I've done that within my industry, people can't answer me. So I think that's also where I've gotten the reputation from over the years because I'm not a person that beats around the bush. I will go to you and ask you what your problem is. And if you can't answer me, then I will say to you, stop your shit. A lot of us like the the, the idea of being entrepreneurs. We like the sound of it, Mm -hmm. but we very rarely can deal with it's scary. getting into the trenches and really then digging yeah. in and building this business. You've been at it for eight years. You say you are successful, you know, throughout the continent. Um, take me through some of the, uh, the deepest, darkest times. Oh, I think the do- deepest, darkest times are when you broke and you can't feed your child. I think that's, mm. that's the kind of, you know, when you get to that point in your life and you're just like, Oh my God, was this a good decision? Um, and I mean, I've been evicted from my house. I've slept in the car with my child. This was all the beginning of this business because I didn't have money to start the business. No one would give me money. So I literally had a thousand rand to start this business on and I had no income coming in. I was just trying to survive. Um, and that's really hard because I, I have a lot of pride or should I say I had a lot of pride pride. Um, and therefore I didn't want to tell my family, you know, that I was going to all this stuff. I wanted to do it by myself. I didn't want anyone to help me. Um, would I go back and change that? No, because of that, I guess I am here today. And, and that's why my business has been successful. Um, but yeah, you, you go through a lot. And I, I, you know, I was actually had an interview yesterday and, and I got asked a similar question. And, and the funny thing is, I'm going to give you the same answer because I don't think you realize who your real friends are till you're the brokest you are in life. Mm. Um, and, and at that point where I really had no food, food in my house or I, I was getting my electricity cut off. Um, and I always tell people, you know, you get your electricity cut, cut off. I owed Eskom so much money. They came to take the box out of my house, Jeez. like the actual box. Imagine having a three year old child and you have absolutely no access to electricity in your house. And I mean, people live like that every day in this country. And, and I am very lucky that I had not grown up like that. Therefore, I felt the impact of what that did to me and how much more determined it made me to be successful. Um, because I know where I come from. I know how broke I was. I know how hard it was. I know how much debt I was in. I know how much debt I had to get out of. Um, and it makes you a stronger person. But because of where I come from, I know I'm never going back there. If it means I have to scrub toilets to put my child through school, I'll go do that again. But I'm not going back there. So then how did you get from having so much pride in the beginning, you know, to the point where you didn't want to receive help from anybody to now being so comfortable in sharing, you know, a lot of the things that most of us would be 
you know, a little bit embarrassed to talk about so openly. You what what changed? What was the transition to I get you to this point? Firstly, just never be embarrassed about where you've come from and what you've done to make yourself a success. Don't ever be embarrassed about the things you've had to go through in life because that was your journey. Like that that journey for me was was God's journey. Like I. I was probably the skinniest I ever was in my life at that time because I would literally be able to feed my child and whatever she left over, I would eat. Mm-hmm. And, and you, 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 you go through that in life and, and you realize it's not an embarrassment. My child is fed. You know, she might not be sleeping on the, you know, she might be sleeping in a car, but she's not sleeping on the streets. Um, and for me, I, I always realized that, you know, um, the reason I wanted to speak about it and I always said to myself, when I become successful, I'm going to tell people what I went through because I don't ever want anyone to sit there and think you're going to start a business today and you're going to be successful tomorrow. Um, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and most entrepreneurs are not business people. They are creative people who have a great idea and know how to make it work, but don't necessarily know how to make the money work or don't necessarily know how to make money off the idea. So there are different kinds of entrepreneurs too. I was not a business person. I had to learn how to be a business person. I had to learn how to save. I had to learn how to make my money work. I had to learn how to make money in the first place. So if that, that was very hard for me, but I always promised myself I would tell people what I went through because one, I'm not ashamed of it. And two, I don't any, ever want anyone to have an unrealistic idea of what it takes to be successful in life. It's hard. If you, if you even look at the, the people who are really wealthy right now and where they started, I mean, Virgin was started in a basement. Yeah. Virgin Records was started in a basement of a house. Mm. Apple was started in a garage. Yeah. Everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Some of us are lucky to have investment. Some of us don't get it. It just, it doesn't, because you have investment doesn't make you less successful. It just, sometimes your business just lasts a little bit longer because you know, you've learned how to be a little bit more resilient. Now, you said that during those dark days, you would speak about when I become successful. Did you always know that you were going to become successful? You have to know where you're going or you'll never get there. (laughs) I mean, you have to know where you're going or you'll never get there. Yeah, but I mean, success is not guaranteed, especially when all you keep hearing is, you know, the statistics of, oh, well, this percentage of all startups fail and, 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 and. Yes, of course. And, you know, I I couldn't wait to get to my three year mark because statistically, if your business fails, it's going to fail within the first three years. And that's, our statistics here. Um, but I always believed, and I'm a big believer in the secret, um, the book, the secret. And that's one of the reasons I started my bu- my business. And I have this thing of, if I want something, I, I know it sounds so weird, but for me, it works. Um, if I want something, whether I have money for it or not, whether I have resources for it or not, I just imagine it in my head. And every day I wake up, I kind of feel what it would like be like to have that. Mm. And somehow, by the grace of God, it happens. And I've done that since I've had my business. And I started this business off on my bedroom floor. And now I have an office here. I have an office in Nigeria. We're opening up in Botswana. We want to open up in, in Ghana. We want to, you know, open up in quite a few places in Africa. I have an all-female staff component. What was, was that a, a deliberate yes. move on your part? Yes. When, um, and, and why, why was that? If when, I um, firstly, PR is a very male-dominated industry. I don't think people realize that. Most of the big PR companies are all owned by men and run by women, but they're owned by men. Um, and that was a big thing for me. I always wanted to make sure that I gave women the opportunity to actually be part of something. And um, I mean, my lawyer is a woman, my accountant's a woman. You know, it was it was just so important for me. Also, I have a daughter as well. Mm. And, you know, um, I come from a family of really strong women. I mean, my great-grandmother... Um, 
was the uh, my great yak. My great grandmother was the first woman of color in South Africa to um, ever have a, a diamond diggers license, mm. um, and she fought for that. You know, and it was. Um, so I come from a great line of strong women and it was really, really important for me to kind of carry that on and, and make my, 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 my family really proud because I was a rubbish kid. Don't get me wrong. I was a really <laughs> rubbish kid. I got to a point in my life where I was either going to go a really good way or a really bad way. Oh, okay. And I kind of had to make that decision in my life. And, and at the time, I mean, I wasn't married. I didn't have a kid or anything else. Um, but I really did have to make a decision about where my life was going. And I think at that point when I decided that, I was like, if I'm going to go this path and go the right way, it's going to be hard because I'm going to have to break a lot of old habits. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to make sure that I maintain these habits, like maintain good habits. So with the woman thing, I think for me, it was important just because I need my daughter to see that you're capable of anything. I needed to see that you can do so much. I mean, she's 11 years old. She's probably the most independent 11 year old you've ever met. She is so I was having I was having a conversation yesterday with someone and you know, on on Sunday, she actually said to me, we were have we were talking, she was talking about Somebody dating in a class. I was like, you guys are 11. (laughs) Okay. In my head, I was like, you guys are 11. And I didn't want to scare her off or think that I thought it was a bad thing because then she wouldn't tell me anything else. So I thought, let me handle this like a mature parent. So I was like, so are you, do you like any boys at your school? You know, kind of casually, (laughs) you know, meanwhile in my head, you know, like like my heart's pumping out of my chest and everything. I'm thinking, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) And then I I said to her, you know, do you like any boys at school? She's like, no, mommy. I want to be a forensic anthropologist and the boys in my school don't even know what forensic means i don't need that stress <laughs> and in that five seconds of her saying that like everything in my, my body just went oh thank god yes. thank you god thank you thank Did you thank you give yourself a little <laughs> pat on the back because no, that's, that's all you know i gave for me i gave her a pat on the back because i just think it's you know it's my mom is the most amazing woman and i was still a little shit when i was young <laughs> so it i think it's really decisions that you make so i i felt very proud that she had made this decision that that school was so important for her or that she you know maybe she's just sapiosexual she's attracted to people's minds so we're gonna have to wait and see on that one until she gets a little bit older um so for me it was it was yeah i mean as a parent you think great you know um i I mean for me it's really just i want to save it from any kind of heartbreak because let me just tell you i'm scared for the first boy that breaks my child's heart i'm kill them all the family (laughs) everything like don't come to play with my child's heart and i think you're gonna make them and that's the thing as a woman you kind of think oh my god just you know, the worst, the first time your child comes home with a heartbreak is like, you know, that, that thing that you just don't want to happen to your child. Um, so I, I think for me, it was, it's kind of always like keeping track of that with her, but just generally the woman thing. I just feel that that woman need to be, they need to be taught how to be independent because a lot of women want to be independent, but don't know how. Mm. Um, and for me, it was really important to, to show especially in South Africa, then hiring women, because I think it was also that thing of when I, when I'd first had this conversation with people, people were like, Oh my God, you're going to have a terrible business because they're always going to be off sick. They're going to be looking after the kids. They're going to be pregnant. I'm going to turn to leave and they're going to fight in the office because they're only women. And no, I don't have those problems. I don't even have sick day problems with these women. Like they barely take time off. They're always at work. It's like coming to work with your sisters every day. A fight lasts in our office, literally. 30 seconds and they're over it and then they, they they've they've mastered the art of dealing with things 
in a very mature way with women who didn't know each other. And that for me is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Okay. So I, I'm not a parent and yeah. always from the outside looking in, I always look at parents and I think to myself, Oh my gosh, it looks like the scariest thing in the world. And then I look at people raising daughters and I think ah, <laughs> even, even more scary. And sometimes I'm concerned about, you know, the, whether or not our young girls are getting um, bombarded with the multiple messages that are being thrown mm-hmm. at them. So on the one side, you have the message that, you know, uh, we need to teach our young girls to be independent, which is great. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, you've got the how is life brigade. On the other yes, hand, girl. you've got the blesser, blessing mm-hmm. phenomenon where, you know, it's a case of I can do whatever I want because I'm a woman and yeah. this and this and this. And sometimes the lessons that these girls are getting, I wonder if they don't contradict each other because, you know, if you as a blessee are relying on a man to pay mm-hmm. your way, then how are you also receiving the be independent message in the same light? And I wonder whether our girls sometimes aren't being, you know, like there's so many different things being thrown at them. How do you... Be honest, though. I mean, in terms of... Someone throwing money at you to pay your rent or buy your new car or mm. take you away on holidays. You know, you're also talking about a society where a lot of these women cannot afford these things. So yeah. it's an attractive lifestyle. You can't blame them. Mm. Um, whether you think it's morally wrong or whatever, I mean, that's, that's your business. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this, that particular girl has to deal with that and the consequences of that herself. It has to survive. Um, She's and trying to survive. It's exactly. She's trying to survive. And also remember that you are not God. And I'm not going to sit here and judge anyone. If I'm being thrown out of my apartment because my rent is late and some blesser is going to pay for it, I'm sure as a person sitting there who has nowhere else to go and is going to suffer, I'm sure as a last resort, that is where you're going I'm sure I'd take it too. I'm not in those people's lives. Mm. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know if it's a consequence of home or of the fact that they just genuinely don't care. But it is their business. Um, and I also think, you know, as women, the different personalities we have, we pick what is appropriate for us. Some women want to be independent. Some women want blesses. Some women want to live always life. You've got to let them do what they yeah. need to do. Yeah. As women, we have, you can say that we've got these messages coming in from everywhere, but let's be honest. What message have we been bombarded with for the last hundred years? Go to school. You don't have to finish. Find Go get husband. married. Yeah. Um, have babies yeah. and you look after them. Yeah. Now, what's the lesser of the two evils? Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to look at and what we have been bombarded with for the last hundred years and even more. So as women, we've not, you know, even though we can say, oh, there's blessers or how is life or independent woman. For the first time in hundreds of years, we have a choice. You get to make that choice yourself. You get to make that choice yourself. And I think that, you know, as people, we should just be appreciative of, or should I say as women, we should be appreciative of the fact that we actually have choices to make. There were, I mean, years and years and years and years and years ago, we couldn't even get divorced unless our husbands said, Give okay. Us permission. So you, the, the fact that we have choices now, I think we need to be very grateful that we have that choice and, and let the woman herself make that choice choice because again you are not god when this woman dies she's not going to stand in front of you and try and justify her life she only has to do that to god there are a lot of criticisms that men and women have about each other in the dynamics of of romantic relationships so my last question to you is what in your opinion do you think women need to accept about men when it comes to romantic relationships that they that we still refuse to accept but you know we, we must just deal and accept it and then vice versa for men what do you think men need men need to accept and deal with about especially the modern day woman who is forever changing 
Okay, I think the, the one thing men need to accept about women is that we are emo- emotional creatures generally, <laughs> and we like attention. If women, if men could understand those two things, you have no idea how much nicer your life would actually be. If you could just give the woman, we are like puppies. We want attention. We want to be our hair to be stroked. We want to be kissed. We want we want things. We like to be, have attention. Just accept it. You know, try and, and accommodate as much as you can and, and your life will be easier. As a guy, as woman, we need to accept that men are children. And they, and, and not even in a bad way. I was just going to say, it's not even can in a you bad, say that in a nice way? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let me say it in a nicer way. Men are never going to grow up. Men are, should grow up, but they don't. Necessarily always do it in the way we want them to And that's the thing We need to stop trying to change a man You cannot change a man People don't change Situations change But people don't change So in that sense Imagine that all men are kids Because the thing is You need to understand that The the one thing that I think that women really need to get besides that is men are very logical creatures. Mm. It's black and white to them. To us, we have black, white, and gray. (laughs) Them, they have black and white. It's yes or no. When you are explaining something to a man and you don't go through step by step of how this thing happened, he's going to get irritated. You're going to get irritated. You're going to be up in an argument. Men are logical. They don't care about the fact that I'm going to look at this box that's standing behind us and it says cliffrental.com on it for the people that can't see at home. And for me, I can see this box and it's, it's a box and it's black and it's, it's got yellow in it and it's at cliffcentral.com. Yes. Okay. Generally, a woman would be like, oh, it's, it's a, it's a medium sized box with a very nice yellow on it. Yeah. The spacing is quite, uh, in between the, cl- quite nice in between the cl- yeah. A man will say it's a box. <laughs> It's logical. Yeah, it's that, this is what I'm trying to say and I'm not insulting men in any way. I absolutely love men, but. You need to understand that men are a lot more simple than we. Mm. Feed him, give him sex, and he'll be happy. <laughs> Just do those things. And in return, you'll get your attention and you'll be happy. And with that, we're going to wrap it up for another Tuesday edition of Sipping Tea with myself, Mabale Moloy. I was joined by Farah Fortune. Thank you so much for joining, uh, for spending the hour with me this no morning. No problem. Uh, yes, we'll be back with you next week, Tuesday. Uh, back with my partner in crime, Dumi Muraika. You enjoy the rest of your day. And don't forget to download this and any other podcast on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.